the Cinema Cult Network. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we're continuing this month's coverage of Black History Month, and we're doing Matt's pick. Matt, what's your pick? Hollywood Shuffle. Now, tell us about this movie, because I have heard of it, but I don't think, like, it's, I mean, it was a, a big movie independently, but it's not a big movie, like, as far as, like... Okay, uh, it was a big independent movie. It was made for $100,000, um, and... I know I'm kind of doing your job right here, but it ended up making like five million. Oh, there goes that game. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. Thanks for you going just asked me how am I supposed <laughs> no, to? No, I didn't. I said, "Why don't you tell us something about this movie?" <laughs> that's what that's that's what's about. That's what it, that is. What is that's about like the, this movie? That's like the one thing I look forward to every episode is playing the the budget. I know. Game. Same oh, here. Like, I yeah. just and then totally and then, just warned you and then just totally killing it. I just warned perfect. both of you, and it's I can tell both of you weren't paying attention <laughs> to anything I was saying right I said, there. Why'd you pick? Because you're movie? both staring at me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kind of ruin this game here." We're that's a bummer. Yeah, we did. And you just like neither one of you did anything to stop me. I think we were just baffled that you were going that route. If you, oh, rewind, yeah, yeah, if you rewind the podcast, I'm like, Matt, why'd you pick this? You're like, it made $100,000. That is not what you <laughs> asked me. You, you did not ask me, oh why God. did I pick this? You asked me, what was the independent background to this movie? No, I just said, I was like, what, I was like, what is this about this movie? I was like, you go ahead. Like, how did it get No, you did not. Okay, dude, rewind the podcast. He <laughs> no, asked I can't. Me, I can't. We're recording live. He's asked me, he said, tell me about this movie. And I was like, okay. And you said independently. I was like, okay, independently it was made. For a hundred thousand dollars, it made five million. Honto, how much do you think this movie was made for? <laughs> uh, Twenty thousand. Yeah, it was. Cool. You did really good. Um, so this movie came out in nineteen eighty-seven. Um, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Matt, do you want to spoil that one too? Seventy-four. Okay, Matt. Uh, eighty-five. Matt looked it up. Did you really? It's eighty-eight. Man, you're. Oh, just- I didn't look it up. He looked at it, it was like he was proud, like yeah. nailed it. He's like, I'm doing all of Chris's work this week. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Whoa. If I looked yeah. it up, I would have said 88. I wouldn't have just said 85. That's true. Um, so Robert Townsend is the creator of this film. Um, what has he done since? Who? Okay, so he is the main actor. Main actor. Yeah. It's a director. Director. Writer. Writer. Producer. Producer. Yes. <laughs> um, has he done anything prior to this? Um, I mean, he's best known for directing Eddie Murphy's Raw, that comedy special. Okay. Uh, and then, not really good movie, but The Meteor Man. We've talked about this. Has yeah. anybody seen Meteor Man? I saw it once when I was a kid. Did you really? I'm not liking it. I think I saw it once when I was a kid. I think we rented it, but I don't, I I don't remember it. I remember on every single uh, comic book I read back in the day, yes. there was an advertisement, and it had like him standing with his like arms at his waist. Yeah. And it had like little squares of every single cast member that's in the movie. And it had like James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes, or something. Yeah. And there's like all these people. There's are- either that ad or um, I can't remember. It was like some kind of like dinosaur candy. I kind of remember that. Do you know too. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't remember what it was like. I remember like, it was like purple and green. There's always like, and... yeah, three target ads. It's like a video game, candy, and then like a movie. Some superhero related <laughs> yeah. movie. or yeah. Usually like a related. Sega or a Game Gear. Or no, Game Genie. I feel like yeah, I saw Game, Game Genie. Genie. Yeah, because yeah, the Game like Genie has like the, the guy coming out of the, the, the Game Gear and he's like the lightning. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he had done nothing prior, but afterwards he had Meteor Man, which, okay, so I don't, I've never seen Meteor Man. I have no idea what it's about, but... I wonder if it has anything to do with like the talk in this movie about yeah. him playing Superman. Oh, right. Yeah, I was actually wondering that. He has like a dream about being Superman, and he talks yeah. about being the first black Superman. So I wonder if that's like either a play on it or if it's supposed to be like a legit superhero. Yep. I don't know. I've never seen it. But he's also, uh, for a few years, he had that show on, uh, is it like the WB or whatever? I, that. Uh, I didn't see that. The, the, the Parenthood. Parenthood. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember watching it. It was like a family sitcom. I don't think I remember that. 
I mean, you guys are older than me, so... Like, a year. What? 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 I remember... <laughs> I remember there was a phase where Are you I really watched... a year older than me? Maybe. You'll how, see. How old are you? 33. Okay, that's not a year. <laughs> There's a... Well, I don't know. I thought you were 32. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You're a liar. <laughs> there was a phase I had where I watched, like, the WB for, like, maybe two years, and it was like... And I think I've talked about this, like, every other podcast... But it was like the Parenthood was one of them. Um, LL Cool J's. Um, oh in yeah, House was it? I think it was. And then like Homeboys in Our Space. Yeah. And then Sparks, and then, um, Sparks, and Sparks. Which uh, was, was uh, Homeboys in Our Space on WB or yeah. was it on Fox? That was WB. Was it? Okay. Yeah. And it was like uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. No, that was like a Fox or an ABC. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Moesha was one of them that was on that like lineup. Sister, and sister. No, that was a. Was that an different. after school like uh, headline? Like no, no, that was like a, that was like shows? an 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. That oh, was it like really? Okay. Prime time. A lot of those shows, like um, Sister Sister, Moesha, and stuff. Yeah. I remember they were on after like after school. It's probably like, yeah, that's right. That yeah, and so I remember it from that time. But okay, but um, yeah, keep going. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. With what? <laughs> what you were just talking about? You were talking about what he Parenthood did. was oh, it? Par- wait, yeah, was it Parenthood? No, I was just bringing up Parenthood. Oh, so that was the last thing he did. I mean, not the last thing. Um, I read that he did. Um, he did Baps. Yeah, Baps. I never saw it, but I remember. Oh, that. It was like, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the the plot. But it was like two black ladies in Beverly Hills take over a mansion, and then it's like them getting some crazy adventures with their white butler. I remember. I, okay, I remember Baps. I like. I was reading about it uh, when uh, when I was reading about this movie, and I was like, why do I slightly remember this movie? I remember the cover with Halle yeah. Berry on it. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I couldn't like place it. And now you're just saying with the butler, and I was like. Oh, I remember seeing scenes from. I I, I might have seen this movie. Oh, I don't think I've it's ever Martin, seen it. Martin Martin Landau is the butler. Is it really? really? Yeah, that's awesome. No, the only thing I remember from the movie, and this might be a different movie, but doesn't Halle Berry try to drink water out of a bidet? I I mean, why the, not? What? Why not? <laughs> why not? I'm pretty why sure not? there's a scene where. So why not? <laughs> that's awesome. If it's like people unfamiliar with like that kind of environment, it's like yeah. of course, of course, they're gonna throw that joke in. Of course. Um, did you ever he, see uh, a soldier's story? No. Is that with Denzel? Yeah, dude, that movie's awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a good like murder mystery. It's like a murder mystery movie um, on a military base, mm-hmm. and then Denzel's like the MP or the like the the JAG officer, basically, yeah. who's supposed to like investigate. I know he's not inve- No, you're so immature, man. <laughs> he's a, no, he's like a side character. What's he's a not JAG? Even, he's not even the JAG. Do you ever see that show JAG yeah, on you ever USA? See JAG? No, uh, oh, was that Mark Hammond or Mark Harmon? No, yeah, it was. Yeah, was it? it was a TV show made for old people. <laughs> yeah, and it's called a JAG officer. JAG is like yeah, JAG officer, JAG officer. <laughs> I've never heard. But this yeah, term it's before. like they're basically I'm not mocking. They're it. basically yeah. Is that I a know. real thing? Yeah, JAG officer. What, what do you think the show was? Called? Why would the show be called? It's that? just unfortunate they called it JAG. And then they're officers, so it's like yeah. Jag officer, Jag officer, Jag officer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Keep going. It's kind of like, sure. like a, uh, it's like a very elegant way, you know, they just say something like that. Jag officer. No, that's, know, like that's how they do it in the military. Oh, I, I like how you looked at me like Matt. That's immature. Like, <laughs> I just don't know how to play. You, it began, off you just like went down this whole tunnel of immaturity. I, yeah, but I remember it being pretty dang. I think we watched it in school, uh, high school. Did you really? Mm. I don't remember oh, okay. anything about this movie. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's pretty. Good. It's one of Denzel's like it's first, first roles. It might because like, he's not even the main character. He's like okay. a side character. Sure same with Robert Townsend. Oh wait, no, yo, he's not even the. Yeah, he's not the main character. Yeah, he's not the main character. Right, right, okay. It's from, um, from what I had read, I guess that um, Robert Townsend was not happy with this role. 
Um, I read something briefly like that. This is the type of role he was talking about being stereotyped as. Gotcha. And that kind of inspired the movie. What? Oh, in the role that he took for the soldiers movie. Really? Yeah. So I don't know much about it. I've never oh, seen it. Oh, okay. So at least that's what I thought I read. So. Uh, no, I was reading some stuff that like he was in. Uh, it was him and Keenan Ivory. Okay. And that's why they made Hollywood Shuffle was because they were taking all these roles for, uh, or they were. Um, in auditions for exactly what they said in the movie. It was either like butlers, slaves, yeah. or... Like gang, gang members. Or gang or, members. Yeah. yeah, it was... The, they kept like well, that's seeing what he said these about like auditions like... That's what he said about the, that Soldiers movie. He said, he was talking to his agent, and he said, I don't really want to do this role. And he's like, hey, we get roles like this once a year. He's like, you better be happy. You at least got it. Or something like that. Right. So that really? Was, yeah. So, I like I said, I don't know anything about the movie. It might be a really good movie. Yeah, um, I, like, I like... I think it was a really good movie. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. But maybe he just didn't want to take a stereotypical role. So. Okay. Um, had anybody seen this movie before? No, I haven't even heard about it until uh, Matt announced it for the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I watched this when I was a kid. Yeah. Matt, cable movies. It was like this and uh, ironically, uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. Where I was yeah. like, uh, I watched both of them on cable a lot when they would pop up. And then Don't Be a Menace. Yeah, I watched Don't Be a Menace a bunch of times when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what's weird is I feel like, okay, so this movie has a lot of like Keen Ivory like legacy. No, see, this movie has like a lot of like significant like um, meanings behind it, and it's supposed to be saying something. But I feel like, and I don't want to like downgrade it by comparing it to this. But I feel like a good double feature would be this movie and UHF. Yes, I was about to say it. Where, yep, yep, really. Okay, yep. Yeah, and I think it's just because it has a lot to do with like the parodies. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh, the, like satire, the Ram- yeah, Rambo, yeah. and like the over exaggerated acting mm-hmm. and just kind of goofy. Yeah. yeah, and goofy. I think that one's more slapstick. This one's more like, hey, we have something to say. Yeah, but I feel like overall they're good, like back-to-back movies. Yeah, I think why and like I wanted to pick this movie because it is like it's an independent classic. But what I what I really enjoy about this movie is the satire, where it's obviously saying something, but it it kind of like it's it's in like a, there's a lot of moments where it's just funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of comedy thrown at it, so yeah. kind of like I feel like it hits you. More than it would if it was just straight message. Like a straight, yeah. If it was just straight message for two hours, it was kind of like, I don't think it would be, it wouldn't resonate as much with like a larger audience like this movie right. does. Yeah. I say the jump around kind of threw me off because I didn't know that it was that type of movie. Yeah, like, like the danger. It's kind of like, uh, actually, you know what would be a good double feature uh, <laughs> with this movie is um, Sidekicks. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Where it's just daydreams. Dude, that should be our new thing is that when we talk about the movie, we talk about what would be a good double feature with Oh. It. Yeah. That's I'm, cool. I'm starting something. Okay. All right. No, I'm not. That's not a good double feature, by the way. No, no. <laughs> Either is <but> UHF. <laughs> no, UHF makes sense. I Honestly, like, I yeah. think this and I'm Gonna Get You Sucker would be an awesome double feature. Because I've it never would be, seen it, so I can't really Really? It. Yeah. So, damn it. I should have picked that because that was my other one that I was going to yeah. like. I kept bouncing back and forth between, but I, saw, I thought you guys already saw I've it. Seen parts I've of seen it. We don't yeah. cover comedies that much on the podcast, so I was like, okay. Yeah. And this one's, it, it teeters in the comedy. But like, I'm gonna get you suckers like full on. Yeah, just like, like uh, not like spoof, is, it spoof like, is it like Naked Gun style? Yeah. Like spoof? Oh yeah. Okay. It's like Naked Gun style spoof. It's okay. like Don't Be a Menace to South Central. Okay, that kind of style. Yeah. Right. Like like their um, like layout for what their rest of their movies would be like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, is there anybody else in this movie to talk about? I know we talked about uh, Wayne's. Um, I know Damon Wayne's pops up in a few scenes. Does he? Yeah. I didn't see. Damon. So does uh, yeah. uh, the the sister. Sister. I saw the yeah. sister. She was in the barbershop. Yeah. Is it Kim? Yeah, yeah, Kim yeah. Wins. She's in the barbershop. shop. And then Matt pointed out one: uh, the guy from Die Hard is in this. 
OJ Simpson? Wait, what? What? <laughs> oh, I was sorry. I was still thinking about Naked Gun. Sorry. <laughs> One of the Johnsons? Is yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which um, I think he, I can't remember what scenes he was in, but like I saw his face and you like, you remember his face. Gotcha. Um, but other than that, I don't think there was any other really big names in here. Um, I didn't really recognize the name, but I definitely have, when I was looking up the cast, I definitely noticed some like other stuff that they were in. Okay. Which makes sense. Uh, you got Anne Marie Johnson, who I think is the girlfriend of Howard, uh, Robert Ten- Townsend. Okay. And she was in In the Heat of the Night, the TV show, and In Living Color, the final season. Only oh, the last season. see, I don't remember the final season. Living I didn't color. watch the last couple yeah. seasons. Uh, you got Helen Martin, and she was the grandmother. And she, oh, yeah. She was yeah. also the grandmother in Don't Be a Menace in South yeah. Central. <clears throat> and then she was also in Repo Man Death Wish. Uh, you have Starlet. Wait, Repo Man Death Oh, yeah. they're two different movies? Yeah, Repo uh, Man and Death oh, Wish. Oh, okay. I thought that was like a sequel. Re- I was like, Repo they Man made a Death sequel Wish. to yeah. Repo Man? Yeah, now they're, uh, the Repo Men are getting revenge. Did you ever like you ever see that, though, where it's like there's like secret sequels you didn't know existed? Yeah, there's Repo Girl. Yeah, Repo Girl. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Repo Girl is a sequel to and Repo I watched Man. A, oh, I, didn't I watched that. a trailer. It was made it, in the 90s? Right? No, it was made like maybe early 2010s. Oh, that's what my bad. It was like and way, it was uh is it Alex Cox, right? Yeah, it's still Alex Cox. And yeah. uh, I watched the trailer for it and it looks atrocious. Does it? Something I will never hey, watch. Another secret sequel. <laughs> I love saying that. Secret sequels. Secret. That's sequel. what we should do is a whole month called Secret Sequels. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd be an episode. Uh, and we'll, we can finally watch uh, Repo Girl. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, good back to back. Repo finally. Girl and Bulletproof 2. Oh that yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> was, was it Phase on Love or whatever? Or? I can't even remember. Um, there was a secret sequel to uh, Christmas Story. Yep, there was two. I think actually. Really? Yeah. There's one. Yeah, there was one made for TV that I think they changed the name. It's like uh, I can't remember. I think there's two sequels. To Christmas it's like Story. a Christmas Story Hawaiian style. I think is the is that thing because they're thinking, like you're thinking of Beetlejuice Hawaiian style. Right. I think there was that a think, sequel. No. no, that was the script. <laughs> That was a script that Tim Burton wrote for his second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think in Christmas Story, like the sequel or whatever, I think it takes place like in a Florida, oh, really? like location or whatever, and it's really? just like yeah. Just, You're know. thinking of Cousin Eddie's Vacation. That could be also be true. <laughs> Is it like? <laughs> does Bob Clark have anything to do with it? Well, I don't think so. Think so. Yeah. I think it was made like recent. I thought, or no, there is a sequel that was made shortly after, but there is like a third movie. Yeah, yeah, that was like a newer, newer movie. Okay, yeah, double sequel. Sequels. I'm gonna look this up while you guys talk. Go ahead and set the movie. Uh, up. Secret, tre- <laughs> secret treacle. <laughs> uh, you got Starletta Dupois, who uh, I think she was in. I noticed her in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think she was. Uh, she played a cop, and it might have been when. Pee Wee was first reporting his bike stolen, okay. and then everyone was like laughing at him. And then in a movie that we might cover one day, Ricochet. Dude, I've been wanting to cover Ricochet no, for yeah. years. I've never seen Ricochet. I saw Ricochet once when I was a kid. I, I saw get, it a couple times. It's a good movie. I get Ricochet and Fallen mixed up all the because I've never seen oh. either one of them, and I yeah. can't tell you which one's which. Fallen's the one with like the devil, basically. Okay, that's the one where like it's, a, goes it's, like, a, a, it's like a Denzel horror movie. Like he goes into bodies and yeah, yeah okay, yeah, like, possesses bodies. And then Ricochet is ba- basically just, I think it's like Ricoch- John, John Lithgow and Denzel, uh, yes, butting heads basically. Yeah. And then Ice okay. is also hanging out too. Ricochet just popped up on, or it, it has been on HBO. Oh, it has. Yeah, the streaming. Maybe channel. we should just do that now before it leaves. Dude, we should. Yeah. I, that movie's awesome. I've never seen. It. I would like to see it. Yeah. Um, Keenan Ivor Wayne's. And uh, Lou B. Washington, he's the bigger gentleman at the... What's he from? I, he looked familiar. He was in Weird Al's music video, Fat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, surprisingly, she I didn't r- recognize her, but one of the writers like in the audition room... Yeah. Was, like, anal- or, like, you know, they're going through all the auditions. Uh, that's Lisa Mendy, 
and she was in Scrooged previous episode. Who was she playing? Oh, uh, Bill Murray's the... uh, mom in the Christmas Bill past. Bill Murray's mom. Remember, like, wait, Bill Murray's mom? Merry Christmas, yeah. Frankie. Merry, Merry Christmas, Mama. Oh, she was in that. Oh, yeah, okay. that's Lucy yeah. Andy. Okay, so. I got you. That was <laughs> that was a direct clip, from which that is movie. weird because I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but the little boy that's in this. I think is the little boy from Scrooged. Whoa, that would be crazy. I think it I'll is. I'll look it up. But um, he, but it's kind of around that same year, and I think he looks a lot younger in Scrooge, so yeah. I, I don't think it's him. And then lastly, I will say is uh, John Witherspoon. Oh, yes. man. Yeah. And he's like super young. Look, I don't, He's like playing normal, like yeah. a normal character. He's, he's very, very tame in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's very young in this, too, yeah. like where... Like Friday's only like uh, seven, right? eight years later. I was thinking like, of Friday, and I was like, Friday's like, like so Friday's like ninety three, I think. So it's like weird. It's like, like, I don't think it's that early. I think it's like ninety five, ninety six. Oh, maybe, maybe. But that's what I mean. It's only like not even a decade later, and he does definitely looks like a grandpa. Yeah. in those movies. Yeah, ninety five is Friday. Ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. Anybody else? Uh, that's it for the most part. A lot of the, there are some other names out there, but it's mostly me just trying to figure out. They look familiar, but I couldn't really place them. Of course. All right, so at this point, let's go ahead and dive into the movie. So basically, the plot of this movie is we got Bobby, played by Robert Townsend, and he's a, this young dude who just wants to be in movies. And the mo- movie opens up with him, and he's auditioning for this insanely stereotypical role of um, Jive Time Jimmy, yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, and this is the role that's like basically at the end, right? Yeah, this is the whole movie's based on this one okay. audition. Um but the weird thing is, is trying to dissect this movie is there's so many ins and outs to it. Yeah, it keeps shifting like in and out of like reality or going to these like yeah. short vignettes of like movies that are like not real, basically. So basically, just to kind of break it down, he is auditioning for this movie and his family is very supportive, but they don't like the role that he's taken. And he works at this um, hot dog stand called the Winky Dinky Dog. Yeah, Winky Dinky Dog. And then this is when he is approached by like the most famous like black actor at the moment. And this is like I think one of the funniest parts of the movie is the um the show. The show is it Bat Boy? Um it bat, is bat, there's bat, a bat, bat in my house. Yeah, there's a bat in my house. Yeah, it's and it's like... about a white family living with a black <laughs> man who's also a bat. He's a ba- uh, a bat from Detroit. Fascinated <laughs> from Detroit, yeah. it is. Um so he meets him and the guy's pretty much just like, "Hey, he's I think he says something along the lines of like um He's oh he talks to him about art and he's like it's not about make it's it's not about the art it's about making money making money he's like it's about the sequel blah 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 and he's like how do you determine what a good part is in a movie and he's like do you die and he's like no and he's like then that's a good part dude I hate to say this but that's kind of like I feel like if I was an actor that would be true yeah because like um, especially at the time like you get a lot of generic culture though but you get a lot I mean just in general though but like you get a lot of generic screenplays so like if your character is alive throughout the entire movie. That's probably like a good part. Like, well, yeah. I think you saw more along the lines like if your character doesn't die, that means there's going to be a sequel, and then that's more right work for you. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like being like, you know, gang member number one who gets shot in an alley, or mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. It's funny. I guess uh, every time Sean Bean got a script, he'd be like, "This is a bad script. I'm dead." Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Again. So he's going for this audition, and they find out that um, they want like an Eddie Murphy type. Yeah. Which Robert Townsend's Eddie Murphy impression is pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. He has a couple one liners he throws a part out. Where, I was going to say, there's a part where they're talking, there's like all the Eddie Murphy auditions or people auditioning for the Eddie Murphy role. And it like cuts to him. Uh, it's like a dream sequence, and it cuts back to him like waking up, and you just hear the. Yeah. It's like echoing. Like, <laughs> and like. Uh, 
Because you know we say said at the beginning, but he directed Raw. Yeah, yep. which is like a year before. I think or the so. same year. Yeah, I think it might be a year before eighty six. Um, I think because I know Delirious is first. Raw's like eighty six, eighty seven. Delirious is his other special. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, but like he directed Raw, so it's like if anybody's gonna do like an impression of Eddie Murphy, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be the guy. I think that's, that's why he got the because I I remember reading that Eddie Murphy specifically asked for him to do Raw after he saw this movie. Okay. So. Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, so it's like reversed. Yeah, Raw is definitely after. It is eighty seven, so it's the same year. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely made afterwards because he oh, asked man. specifically. Okay. Um, so just to kind of jump in, because like the whole movie is about this one audition and about how he just wants to break big. He wants to do what he loves, his passion, but he doesn't want to do these stereotypical roles. And meanwhile, while this movie is going on, we have a lot of um, I don't want to say daydreaming, but like it's like the typical like I don't want to say it, but it's like the Family Guy. Like oh, kind of oh yeah, that's in, a good way to now yeah. of the plot or you know the plot I guess kind of makes but it's just like yeah hey, let's take a break for a second and do this like little parody video yeah that's actually a really good way to like uh, to put it because you're Family Guy I, fan number one and, but yeah I've uh, been watching it since <laughs> 1999 no but it is though it's true it's like it kind of just kind of fades in and out of reality all the time yeah like well the first one they do or one of the first ones is Black Acting School yeah where um it's probably I feel like out of all the skits this one is the most like in your face, like, what they're trying to say. And it's yeah. about all these white people teaching black people how to act black. Right. And it's insanely, like, if you watch a lot of <laughs> 80s, 70s movies, like, I'm pretty sure this is probably, like, the whole point of this movie is them, I don't want to say the whole point, but a lot of things they say is, like, hey, you need to be more black. Right. Like, this needs to be a black yeah. role, you know? And I'm sure that, I'm sure it happens today still, but I'm sure that happened even more back then. Um, okay, so uh, we'll go into our first question. Okay, okay so I had a question... So, do you think, okay, I feel like, and we can't really speak for it, but being a black actor, I'm sure in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, it was really tough not to get a stereotypical role. Yeah. These days, you got uh, black actors, uh, like with movies like Moonlight. Yeah. Where they're like, they're, you know, they're playing, you know, not stereotypes. Right. Do you think it's still a struggle for black actors? Do you think there's still a stereotype in Hollywood black actors? Um, and, yeah, I think there is. I think to a certain degree there is. And I think sometimes it's not just black actors. I think it's a it's every, I think every. it's across the board, like the whitewash kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Where they get like a they get a character that should be some certain ethnicity in a screenplay and then it turns out to be like a like a white actor playing it. Right, right. Um Well you know, I, I have heard or I feel like we just talked about this being on the podcast or I read it somewhere. Denzel was like one of the first actors that could be like if it was written for like Denzel could play that role if it was written for a white or a black guy. Like yeah. he had that like that leading power. That, oh yeah. Like, yeah. No matter what was written for, like Denzel could play. Just it. play, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like with I mean, and you got movies that are like okay, so like and this is a horrible representation, but these are like like legit stereotypes. You got movies like Leprechaun in the Hood. Where these people are playing like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But is that more in like the satire or is that more like I think it's more on the satire side of things. Yeah, okay. I think so too. But then it's like there are certain movies, like up to like this point in the '80s, there's a lot of like stereotype roles for black actors. Right. And there's ones. I mean, there's ones that are against the norm. Like Beverly Hills Cop yeah. is like something that would be against that norm. One. And that you know, there's like both those movies up to this point were really huge. Oh, for sure. Because um, that was written for Stallone, right? Was it really? Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop was written for Stallone. Huh. Okay. So and that was and then Eddie Murphy. Like maybe that was a, what a was weird, weird like transition. Opposite, well, opposite route. It's like let's go for this macho 
action hero and it's like no let's get this comedian basically yeah. cobra like i know right it's like cobra and then uh and says go with the comedian yeah but then it's like um but it, it, it's weird because it's almost like eddie murphy's like the only one and like and it's it, i almost feel like you can count on uh like two hands how many like two hands on four hands uh, what are you yeah. saying? I know, I'm not, not <laughs> English. No, but you can only almost count on like one hand how many like really great black roles there are in the 80s, like bigger movies. Like, okay. And I, I think that's what this movie's kind of asking for is it's like when he's kind of jumping into these these roles of like Humphrey Bogart or a superhero, I think he just, he really wants to play these roles and that's more of like a day, that's what the daydream is. It's yeah. like, okay, what if I was playing that role? Right. You know what I mean? So I think he's like more like asking for more of those roles, like le- not, like just leading roles in general. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the, the ending scene, not to jump at the end, but like it's a really sweet scene of like when he's sitting there and he's dreaming that he's Superman. Oh, he's yeah. laying in bed and he's got like this huge smile on his face. You're kind of yeah. like, oh man, you're like, and he gets to live that dream a few years later in the Meteor Man. <laughs> yeah, and I and I and I think what the movie kind of does, it's what he's torn with is, um, the, taking the stereotypical roles versus like, versus just trying to break into the acting work. Yeah. You know, breaking into like the acting world in general. Yeah, right. And, you know, and I mean, there's a scene where, uh, he goes and talks to his uh, his. Not his dad. Who's the bar? The barber. Oh, his, yeah. his uncle. Yeah, yeah. Who was a singer. that one? That scene's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, and his, and he just talks about. He's like, yeah. He's like, just he's like, uh, and it's not like it's not. Um, uh, there's no like uh, racial theme. I don't think is going on with his uncle. It's more like he's just like, yeah, I, I I got into it. And he's like, I was really happy doing it, and then just life crept up on me, and I had to do other things. And you get a family, and you run out of time to do stuff. So it's like he's like trying to fight the clock right the uh like the clock that's just counting down till he's yeah. like out of time to do something with his life but at the same time mm-hmm. he's like but the only roles he can take are these three categories yeah you know so it's like this whole theme where he's kind of torn between both i think there's a this the scene that kind of it makes uh that stands out real prominent is the uncle tom scene when uh he gets like picketed at the end, he takes the role. He becomes famous, and his wife yeah. like hates him. Yep, and they all call him an Uncle Tom for it. And he's like, he's like portrayed everybody, but like he's famous, you know. So yeah, he's he like, just, he he has all all of it now. Yeah, but, but like, it's like that struggle that he's dealing at with. At what whole cost, movie. pretty much. Yeah. So just because I don't want to skip over some of the, let's talk about some of the. Um, I hate saying daydreams, but we'll say daydreams. Some of the daydreams that we talked about the the black acting school sneaking into movies. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So okay, I did like the sneaking in the movies thing. Yeah, um, I like this a lot. This is like I think this is my favorite. Uh, this is my favorite. Skit. Yeah, think. skit. Yeah, because it's basically Robert Townsend and a buddy, and it's supposed to make fun of like Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, and <laughs> the introduction of it, it's really because yeah. I think it's called sneaking in the movies, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's both of them creeping backwards, and then they run each other. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> and they review movies. Um, they do uh, Indian Jones parody. Yeah. Which is um, Chicago Jones. Yeah. And then they do um, Amadeus meets Hilarious. Which I didn't, I thought that was goofy. Yeah, that's the um, first one. Dirty uh, Dirty Larry. The Dirty Larry was funny because of the dude taking the step forward. He's like, he's yeah. like take one more step, I dare you. Yeah. And he's I'm trying to bounce guy. himself on one foot. Trying not yeah. to take one more step. <laughs> um, and then we have the Atta- last one. Attack which of is, the Street Pimps. Yeah. That's what, okay. I couldn't remember the fourth one. And they hate. They don't hate all the movies, but they disagree on all the movies. And in this one, they're like, yeah, this movie's great. I think uh, both of them hate Amadeus meets Hilarious. One of them hates and one of them likes Chicago Jones. Uh, Dirty Larry, they both give the middle finger. Yeah. And then Attack of the Street Pimps, it's like 
both thumbs up. The, the best. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's a, a five. Oh, five. that's right. All right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which but, I, I probably laughed the hardest at that scene. Yeah, because the setup, though, for this is him playing basketball. And he's talking to a couple. It's a real quick setup. Like for this this uh, it is. skit, yeah. Because he's talking, and he's like, "Yeah, you need to get like real movies or something." Or I I, I can't even like yeah remember exactly what they said because it was so fast. Yeah, and then they make fun of Cisco and Ebert. They say some line about him. Okay. Yeah, and then it cuts to the people to like reveal like yeah review, but like the movie that they love is like the the goofy one, the goofiest That's... one of the the bunch is yeah. like street <laughs> attack of the street pimps. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> we have um, they do a he does a Rambo parody at one point. That's um, at the yeah. That's towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Rambro, Rambro. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then um, they do this film noir that goes on. I think this one goes on a little too long. Um, it's still good, but it's when um, he celebrates. So Bobby gets the role, and he goes home to celebrate with his girlfriend. And his grandma comes home, and she. They turn on the TV and they watch this film noir, and it's basically. It's, I think it's called like the death of a break dancer. Yeah, death of a break dancer. And it's like this old black and white noir. Um, it's shot really cool, and yeah. it's you could, and it's actually I do like this. It just goes on a little too long. Um, but there's one scene where um, this is the best scene in the movie. Are you, what I said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a scene where he approaches Keen Ivory Wayne's, who's Jerry Curl <laughs> something. Um, I think is, but, he just, is he just Jerry? Curl? I think he's Jerry Curl. Yeah. 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 And he's sitting there, and he's like, I guess he's a break dancer too, or a ballet dancer. <laughs> And he keeps spraying his hair. Um, it's with um, activator. activator. Yeah, yeah. And every time he spins his head, you see like the, <laughs> the goop go everywhere. And so Bobby, he's like this detective, approaches him and he goes, "Hey, I know you killed blah blah blah." And he takes his activator away. He's like, "No, I need to give it back to me." <laughs> and every few seconds, cuts back to King Henry Wayne's, and his hair gets shorter. <laughs> he's like, "No, and gets, I need it the gets flatter." And like, <laughs> he's like, "I need my activator." It was so unexpected. And I laughed pretty hard. This is I mean, that's like my... one of the best gags in, uh, or the best like constant references in Coming to America. Okay. They have the Soul Glow oh, yeah. uh, um, commercial for Jerry Curl. They all get off the couch. Yeah, and they get off the couch and just all leave stains across the couch. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's pretty much, um, I think he has like an Oscar sequence where he's winning an Oscar. Yeah. Where he was like, he's like, oh, this is my fifth time winning the Oscar, you know? Yeah. Um, but so the movie continues. He gets the role. And at the end of the movie, he's like on stage. His family comes to show up, and this—I mean, this role is ridiculous. Yeah. It's supposed to be ridiculous <laughs> to show how ridiculous these roles are for uh, the black community. Um, but while he's doing it, he sees his family, and he realizes like this is this, this is, is not, stupid. Yeah. This is dumb. Um, so he ends up quitting the movie. And when he quits the movie, I, I think this ending is really solid. So he has the dream about Superman and everything right. one day, and then. It cuts, and he ends up doing a commercial for the post office. And it's a really solid way to end this film. Yeah. yeah. What, do, a, what do you guys think this says at the end, though? Um, well, because earlier in the movie, um, I think it might have been his mother. His, his grandma. His grandma. He's like, you, you want hard work or work at a post office or something like that. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm. line. But this brings it back to it. This is a callback. And you're asking me what I think it says? Yeah. What do you think it says? Like, what... Um, I feel like he got to play an honest person, like someone who wasn't a stereotype. It was like a hard work. He got to play the role of a hardworking person, like an, uh, someone who's there for everybody, like a real job. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, yeah, he's not playing is, a pimp. Which, he's which playing, is, which is not a stereotypical role for black men. Yeah, he was playing a role. But that, I mean, I mean uh, and honestly, did. now you're the way you're saying that too, it's like he's playing a non-traditional like Hollywood role where it's just like, 
for anybody. He's not playing a superhero. Not, he's not playing a right. cop. He's playing a mailman. Which is... You know? Which like, is, like, his whole time he's been daydreaming about, like... Action heroes. Action heroes. Detectives. Yeah. Gets the lady. Fictional, like, fictional Oh, that's people. a good point, yeah. So at the end, he ends yeah. up... He, it's, it's just, it's doing just a, a commercial. It's just a TV commercial, which is, like, there's just as much success in TV than there is Hollywood films. Yeah. And I, it's kind of cool, because I feel like it's a start. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a start. And I, and I like... I would I kind of I would have probably not have liked this movie if it ended with him just going home. No, like taking a big role. Oh yeah, just, you know what I mean. Yeah. If it was all of a sudden like a, a giant role landed in his lap and he's like, "This is it. Like I'm going to play this person. This yeah. is going to change the world." You know, like yeah. it's more so like it's a very realistic ending. Like I don't want any like I don't want anything that's like too fantasy based at the end. I wanted like I'm glad this is grounded in reality where it's like, no, it's a commercial. What's it's also, a start. Like Yeah. Yeah, and it's an honest yeah, it's an honest um portrayal. I mean not a portrayal. I'm trying to think like depiction or Yeah, he's doing something that he's not ashamed to yeah. be portraying. Yeah. What's what also I just, in, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying what's also interesting is that like all these roles that he's been like auditioning for are for like B or C level movies that like probably no one's ever gonna see. But with yeah. the US post postal office or postal service like everyone's going to be seeing this on TV, yeah. like every day, you know, during primetime television, whatever. Yeah. So, more eyes on the on the commercial than there would be on like the jive yeah. speaking yeah. pimp or whatever. And that's a cool way to look at that, yeah. Because yeah, I would just I think I would have hated it if he would like got major success at the end. Yeah, because it wouldn't just, be realistic. You know yeah. what I mean? It wouldn't it, like I don't want anything to be. It's like, hey, your rich uncle died. You're a millionaire now. Right. You know what I mean? And like that's how the yeah. Like it's a, yeah, agree. It's a solid, solid yeah. ending. It's, I think yeah. it's a really cool, like, realistic ending. Mm. One thing I was reading an article in Vanity Fair uh, where Robert Townsend was interviewed about the 30th anniversary of this movie. Yeah, and he talks about. And I thought this was pretty interesting. He talks about how with Hollywood, he's like, there's always a swing in diversity where people were like, I'm not going to misquote him, but like, black is in fashion. Like, they want diversity, and then they kind of forget about it, and they want diversity again. So yeah. there's a lot of black, good black roles that pop up, and then they forget about it. Yeah. And then he discussed, he said that television is really good. He said the ratings are great. It's a really good time right now. There's a lot of images and a lot of diversity in front and behind the camera. And I will agree. I feel like television is an all-time high for diversity. Yeah. Like even if you watch like a Fresh Off the Boat or right. Blackish right. or I don't watch television I used to, but there's a lot of different shows sure. diversity. But, but we, and we brought this up before in the podcast, but, and I, I get that swing of diversity because like, man, the 90s, like the 90s was huge there's a lot of black leads in the mm. 90s like a lot yeah. of stuff that we grew up watching hell even like you know in living color was like a black response to in living color or, i mean uh, sorry <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> live which is like a primarily white yeah. audio you know white yeah. cast led mm. and you know and like it, it's just like we grew up watching a lot of that stuff so uh it is it's a swing because like um you know between like Sister, Sister, Moesha, Homeboys from Outer Space, yeah. start listening with me. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Martin, and Living Color. Um, it seems like you got control of this. Yeah, life. you're doing really good. And this is over like a three year span. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many shows, and there's a good chunk of stuff now. I wouldn't say there's not as much as there was in that '90s, that '90s uh, gap. Yeah, you know, or that '90s um, era I don't know, where you're just not looking for it. Maybe. You're not, I don't know. But it is. It's like a swing. And it's like you mm. you get to the 2000s and there's yeah. really not that much. Not as much as there was in the early 90s. No. I mean, I, I, I and now like it's kind of swinging back. It is. Yeah, I, I feel like that way. So, yeah, well, I totally understand that. Yeah. One thing I quoted that... Uh, you got something? I was just going to say, like, Living Single, Keenan and Kel, Different World. Keenan and Kel, yeah. Uh, Cousin Skeeter. Remember Cousin, Cousin I Skeeter? Didn't. I remember the title. Yeah, I remember, I remember the title, it. too. Smart Guy. Remember Smart Guy? Don't. 
Okay. You mean, you mean Ghost Rider? No, that was also was a it show. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, right? Yeah, yeah. Hanging with Mr. Cooper's yeah, a show. Yeah, that was the one. Arsenio Hall show, Family Matters, Stephen Fox show. That is weird. This is all in like a five, six. I love how span. all yeah. the, all these shows that I'm about to list is like the Jamie Foxx show, the Steve Harvey show, right the Sinbad show, <laughs> Rock. Remember Rock? I don't. What was Rock? It's with uh, what's his name from Alien Three? Uh, Charles S. Dutton. I didn't know he had his own show. Yeah, back really? in the I remember on the Fox lineup back in the early nineties. Yeah. One quote I said that kind of mixed up. So Robert Townsend didn't say black is in fashion. That's actually a quote from Get Out. Um, which <laughs> oh, well no it's like in the same article gotcha but, yeah because I, I, I read this article too because it was saying like 30 years later and it was right, oh, right around the time Get Out came gotcha. out okay. and, and it was and like yeah and Get Out is I feel like a movie where it's still a satire right in yeah. its own right where it's not like in your face satire well I, mean, I feel like um, um, Hollywood Shuffle can be in your face but Get Out is like very subtle mm-hmm. satire I believe and that was going to be my last question about the, for this podcast was, do you think satire is still a thing that's going strong? I personally feel like it's not. I feel like satire has dropped down significantly than what it used to be. I think satire became... And I think that's because the Waynes aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, they are. Like, With what? Uh, I th- well, the last stuff they did was, was Haunted House. I didn't get to see it. Well, I think it's only like one of them now. I thought there was I think two it's like, of I think them. Sean's the only one that's doing them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because he just did something for Netflix. Yeah, or, yeah, but I think yeah, he. I, it's not like a Wayans brother. Yeah. Like I would thing. love to see like the Wayans come back and do something together, nice. just like all of them, just for the yeah. shits and giggles and stuff. You know, I can't. Remember. I think the last time I saw Damon was when he was doing my wife and kids. No, oh, uh, yeah, or what? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And he was yeah, just doing and I think weapon. he did that Spike Lee movie not too long after that. Or no, it, that was before. Bamboozled. That. Yeah, bamboozled way before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, early. I can't remember the last thing I saw Damon Wayans in. Oh no, um, he's in Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I just wow. That. I just yeah. That. Well, we, we were in a conversation. Don't be rude. Yeah, you got two you brothers. were in the bathroom. You were yelling. <laughs> at two, two brothers are chatting along, not letting, letting the friend talk. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think satire. Okay, so the satire that we have today is I would say more on the political side of anything. Well, I was yeah, say, that's a like. Uh, can you think of any examples? You got Veep which was an HBO show that just ended within the last year. You got In the Loop, which is a British uh, satire. You got Death of Stalin, which is a movie that came out, uh, I think, last year. Um, Yeah, there's a few different... Basically, like, the mockumentary style, which is the same people that did, like, In the Loop, uh, Death of Stalin, and... uh, and Veep. Those are, the, I think, all the same but, people. But they have something to say. Yeah. See, I yeah. feel like there was, like, a 12-year period about 10 years ago, roughly. Or right. maybe even, like, five, six years ago. Where it was like epic movie, it was um, oh, date yeah. movie. Those are, more like, those, was, are more, those are more like parody. It's still movies. Sat- but that's where well, the, the yeah, line. I guess there get, is a difference and that's and where satire. the line gets kind of blurred. I feel yeah. like what what happens is satire became parody, parody became like spoof. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it was like oh, five Leslie Nielsen movies in the nineties. Right. Yeah. And then like scary movie and. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it became just straight comedy. And yeah. You're right. Okay, like so people I've never like, thought about that. There I, is a difference. I mean, I'm, we talk about these movies all the time. I love them. But they, I, maybe they don't, they don't like go out of their way to say something like the way Hollywood Shuffle did. Right. You know? Which is more, so there's satire. I could be wrong. So satire is... It's more like an underlying message in an yeah. overall pro- And a parody. Or, I think a parody spoof is the same thing, Parody right? and spoof are somewhat the same, but spoof is like where it's like... A TV falling on the main character's head. It's like a cartoon, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Oh, that's a good way to put it. It kind of does get into that kind of cartoony uh, style of yeah. storytelling. Well, it's like in, uh, was it Naked Gun 1 or 2, or the guy's like on the, the, oh no, it's the first one where he's going through all like the 
ammunition store and it's like the fireworks store. Oh, yeah. He talks about this every day. Man. <laughs> yeah. He was just talking about this the other day. Was I really? Yeah, you were talking about uh like the headlights, some guy wearing a headlight on his head and walking through the Oh no, that, that was our <laughs> own joke. Let's keep it out of the show, thank you. Stolen. Uh, but yeah, I was actually just talking about Naked Gun uh yesterday, I think, with Chris. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm looking at your screen real quick, and I think a, a big satire movie to come out in the past like uh, 10, 20 years. I don't know what that one is. Idiocracy. Oh, Idiocracy. That's one. like more yeah. relevant than ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. That's a good one. Like, yeah, I would that's say that's Hollywood. like the biggest satire to come I didn't out in a long time. Yeah, that's a solid one actually. Um, so, what would you give this on a grade scale, Hanto? Start us off. Uh, I was mostly unfamiliar with this movie and not really prepared, I guess. What does that mean? My mindset, I'd probably give it like a B minus B. Okay. Okay. That's right. just because I wasn't really, I did. I thought it was a straight narrative. I didn't know what to expect. And okay. It was a little outrageous right. Uh, out, right at the bat. Okay. Matt, what do you got? Um, I am teetering between a B plus and an A minus. Oh, uh, so and I really want, like I, this movie. I do. I really like this yeah. movie. I got and like I, this is one of those movies I'll watch again in the future. I'll give it another try. We watched it in the Criterion Channel, and I'm really hoping that Criterion's going to release a um, an edition of this movie because it's gotten like kind of no love. Oh, because it's not physical. It's only just the digital. Uh, yeah. The what? What we watched it on? Oh, I'm sorry. They, they haven't released a physical version of the DVD. Like for Criterion. No. Yeah. For there's Criterion. no physical version of it. Yeah. Uh, Criterion Channel like. I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things where they tease, like, "Hey, is this movie going to come to the Criterion?" They probably. I wonder if they. I wonder if they like if they judge it by like the amount of streams per movie. They try to figure out what yeah. people are watching. Awesome. No, I really, I do like this movie. I think the only thing I would say that like is, I wish it was a little bit longer. And yeah, it's like an hour and twenty minutes. I wish like there was more of what happens in because Keenan Ivory Wayans wrote "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker." What I think the same year or a year later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was kind of more of that because, like, it's not like hysterical. Like, I'm going to get you, sucker. No, but it's. Uh, I, I really like this movie just for like everything I said on the podcast so far. It's entertaining. I'll watch it in a few years. Like, gets the point across really mm. well. Yeah, isn't it weird how not to cut you off for your your review, but isn't yeah. it kind of weird how Keenan Ivory's kind of like turned to an action star? For a brief stint in the 90s. Oh, like Low Down Dirty Shame? Yeah, he did the Low Down Dirty Shame. He did The Glimmer Man with Steven Seagal. And then he did Most Wanted, which is basically a <laughs> remake of Shooter. Really? Or, uh, I, sorry, I'm sorry. Shooter's like basically a remake of that. Really? Really? Movie. I've never seen any of those. Uh, so you're saying you want to have a Keenan Iron Wayne's We can do it. We can month. probably do an action month with Keenan Iron Wayne's. <laughs> okay. Maybe ask him to be on the podcast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, Chris, what did you give this? Uh, um, I give it a B minus. Um, yeah. I think the runtime is fine. Um, I think it really does a good job. I like what it has to say. I wish it was a little funnier. That's kind of how I was too. Yeah. In the length for this style movie, I felt like it was way too long. I felt like it was kind of dragging. That's my. That's the only yeah. reason why I kind of. And it's it only like low. an eighty-minute movie. It's an hour it's, and twenty minutes. It's an hour yeah. twenty, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh man, this is like. I'm like, there are parts where I was just like kind of struggling, but then when they're movie like the some of the skits that they got to, it was like pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I think that comes with, and uh, I was wa- trying to figure that out when I was watching, but I think it comes with when they go into the daydreams. Yeah, they go into them so much at a certain point, yeah. like I almost feel like I'm out of the movie and That's, I have to yeah. come back and like mm-hmm. relate myself to the characters more, or, you know, get yeah. to know the characters again. Yeah, because and I- then there's another daydream, and then it's like I got to come back again. And it's kind of like. In and out, in and out, and then... Um, you know what's cool about those daydreams? I don't even know. Oh, no, it's fun. And it just kind of dawned on me, is that with these daydreams, the whole movie is about how he's this actor who wants to play these roles, he's not going to get them, um, because they're really stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And 
he wrote a movie about that where this guy daydreams a lot and it's a way for him to actually play these characters right. in this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. To play a detective, to play Superman. Like, yeah. It's actually a really clever way yeah. to, like, hey, I want to play all these roles. Right. You know, I just thought it was kind of neat. And it's kind of like, I like... That, did it don anybody else or... No, that's what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Did we really say it that way? No, yeah. I'm, I'm talking a, about... Yeah. I'm talking about Robert Townsend as an actor. Oh, like, oh. That's like, really yeah, cool. Way of, he yeah. wrote this for himself to play these roles. Yeah. So... I think it's cool the way you said they were, like, skits, though. Because they are. They're, like, five-minute skits. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, I think like, yeah, I, I honestly, I kind of wish it was a little bit longer and there was more of, uh, the runtime would be what's going on in his real life. Like, yeah. The, the narrative of his, like the reality needs to outweigh the fantasy in my opinion. But uh, yeah. And that's, a, and that's actually a great way to put the fantasy outweighs the reality. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the case in this movie. And it just felt kind of like I wasn't sure what was going on at times. Yeah. That's the reason why I would give it such a. B minus more on the B minus side than the okay. B side. Yeah. All right. What about what was yours? B minus. Okay. Yeah, did you not listen to the last fifteen minutes of the? I don't know what he said. <laughs> he said it really quick. He said it's really yeah because I think quick. I rudely cut him off on. on well, action. that's nineteen is nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. That's 1987's Hollywood Shuffle. That was Matt's pick. Uh, Hanto is up next for our final movie, uh, Black History Month. If I can find it, it's so hard to find. Is this what you're gonna pick? Are you sticking with your pick? Yeah, because I'll okay. probably just end up. I'll, I'll get it. Okay. So what is uh, what is your pick, Hanto? It's uh, Across 110th Street, uh, which is also the title of the Bobby Womack song that they use in Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. It's a crime movie from the 70s starring Yafet Kodo and Anthony Quinn, and it's pretty awesome. Okay. I've not seen this. Matt, have you seen this? Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Okay. Yeah. okay cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. If you have any requests, uh, please hit us up on Facebook, or you can email us at... CinemaCultPodcast at gmail.com. As always, really appreciate it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>